Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to our slash nuclear revenge, where this idiotic woman decides to F around with OP's kids. And of course, she finds out. Mess with my kids, lose your house. I am a 50-year-old man, and I've got two stepsons, who I just call my sons, as I've been in their life since they were 8 and 10, and they're now young men. My wife and I made it a point to have a great relationship with their dad, Jason, and made sure he had a chance to be around as much as possible, even staying at our place frequently to be around his boys, as he lived over an hour away and couldn't afford to live closer. Jason had a crazy ex-girlfriend, who tried to claim they were married, variously saying common law or that they were married in secret or married on an indian reservation but he had a restraining order out against her because she was nuts and had tried various ways to screw up his life the ex is a horrible person she's been arrested several times for forgery and fraud she and jason had a fiery relationship but he had it in his head that he should make it work as he did like her daughters and grandson But the ex got him sent to prison for violating his probation when he left the county to go to his mum's funeral and hadn't filed an appropriate form. I am a little unclear on this part, but she played a major role in it. After he got out several months later, she wanted him back and he wasn't having it. He made a clean break, moved to a new town, but she continued to harass him thus leading to the restraining order. She would send texts to people, pretending to be police investigating, saying he was drunk driving or taking drugs, or pretending to be friends and family to spread rumors and hurt him. She even sent texts to my kids from burner phones, pretending to be other family or friends, saying awful things about their dad. Now, Jason died unexpectedly of a heart attack, and it was a shock to all of us. He was finally living in peace had great relationships with friends and his sons and was the happiest he'd ever been. He didn't have much. He lived in a single wide trailer. A friend had let him stay in for free. Some boxes of tools, old comics, video games, D&D books and modules, mementos from his time in the Marines and an old 2009 pickup, which on several occasions he'd promised my oldest son. Let's call him Paul. Jason didn't have a will and my wife became the executor of the estates because at the time of death, Both the sons were minors and sole heirs. We packed up the things out of Jason's trailer and took the truck, which had Jason's name on the title, but had to wait for the death certificate to retitle it in Paul's name. But the ex called Jason's sister demanding the truck, saying it was hers and posting on Facebook that she was reporting it as stolen, etc., which really angered me. After we got the death certificates, we went to the DMV and found out that she had stolen the title to the truck by forgery, saying she was the only heir and we couldn't transfer the title. My son was driving around with a packet documenting everything in case he was pulled over for driving a stolen vehicle. My son was driving around with a packet documenting everything in case he was pulled over for driving a stolen vehicle. We had to get a lawyer and start a special process that took several months before our director at the DMV fixed it and we were able to title the truck with the ex continuing to threaten and cause problems, making everyone miserable and costing us several thousands in legal fees. Early last year, we got through probate courts 
The ex never showed in spite of saying that she was the wife and sole heir The court declared the boys as the sole heirs and my wife as executor of the estates in their names Instead of showing up the ex sent an email to the court saying she couldn't make it because of work She doesn't have a job and that jason was never around his kids He didn't miss a single high school football game home or away and never missed a home track meet And that they were just leeching off his ssi for the back child support She went on with a bunch of other non-relevant stuff just to trash my wife and sons and pretty much said it didn't matter what the judge said that she should get everything. During this time, we found out that Jason's name was on the deed of the ex's house. In order to get a reduction in property taxes because of Jason's disabled veteran status, she had filed papers to put him on the deed, but not the mortgage. If she'd just left my kids alone, we would have let it go. But she'd pushed principle beyond the point of detail So we filed suit for half the house. The property is worth about $380,000. We went to court-ordered mediation and she rejected a mediated settlement of a fraction of the value which we would have taken. In April, her lawyer dropped her and so she got a continuance on the first hearing. She then claimed that she had found a will from Jason designating her as sole heir in addition to another signed paper that she found as a quick claim deed from Jason for the house. I did wonder if it was this or her not paying him which caused him to drop her She was going to go back to probate court to reopen I guess appeal the probates and needed time for that which the judge granted on tuesday We finally went to court on the deed to the house again She no showed the judge had inquiries to the probate court and she never filed any papers The trial lasted less than 10 minutes as the judge recorded the facts and awarded the estate half the property They will impanel three lawyers to determine how the property will be sold And she's going to lose her house and for the first time in her miserable life face the consequences of her actions Frick around and find out and there we go. That is the end of that one I've got to say first of all op congratulations for winning the case But I can't help but feel that it's very sad that jason isn't around anymore or indeed wasn't around during the culmination of the story And now to see his kids grow up you and your wife are doing an amazing thing It's such a shame that that woman is just knocking about. I mean, why is she trying to fake a marriage that never happened? I mean, I know why but come on That's so easy to see through with just a little bit of questioning, right? Do you have the papers? No. Have you forged some things in the past? Yes. Hmm. Maybe you're lying. Tough one. Uh, but yeah, overall, it's a shame that Jason isn't around. But yes, as I said, you and your wife are doing an amazing job for these kids. I will just say, though, it might be worth getting some form of protection in place because I feel like now that she has literally nothing, and again, not your fault that she has nothing, you completely gave her the option, right? And as you said, If she hadn't messed with you, you wouldn't have messed with her house. I feel like there's a chance she may now come after you because at this point, what has she got to lose? So as long as you have some form of plan in place, if that is to happen or some protection order or some sort of legality, that would be good and make me feel better and um, I'd be able to sleep at night. Until you do that, I'm going to be a little bit worried because uh, yeah, I feel like she might be hot on your tails quite soon. But nonetheless, great revenge, very much deserved. Now moving on to our next revenge story of this episode. Now this one is an absolute classic posted over six years ago. One of my favorite posts of all time. Can't you just unload around me? So this happened earlier today and was too perfect to not share with you guys. I work in construction as the foreman for a new house build. The location is kind of strange. The house is 250 feet up a hill via a footpath only. All of our materials have to come up that footpath by hand 
It's a pain in the butt to manually carry quite literally an entire house up this hill One of our saving graces is having the two parking spots on the street at the bottom of this hill marked with official no parking signs Unfortunately, there is an elementary school about half a block away and the parents of children seem to regularly at least twice a day Think it's okay to park in our spots now I consider myself a reasonable person So if someone is parked in the spots and we don't have a delivery or need to park a truck, I'll let it go But if we need the spots and there's someone parked there I will ask them to move nicely and most of the time they do so immediately until Today, I get a phone call from the lumber delivery truck that is en route to our location. He says he'll be there in about two or three minutes. I let him know that I'll meet him at the street and make sure he has space to park. He's carrying all of the material to frame the roof of our house, which is a lot of really big lumber and will take easily an hour to bring up the hill. So naturally, I didn't want him parked in the middle of the street with his hazards on for an hour when we have a perfectly good parking spot for him. As I begin my trip down the hill, I notice there is a school parent sitting in her car idling, assuming she's just waiting to pick up her child. I walk up to her car and politely let her know that she is parked in a no parking zone and we really needed to clear it to park a delivery truck. But she scoffs at me and rudely states back, I'll just be a few minutes and your truck isn't here. Take a chill pill, dude. Before I can respond, a giant lumber truck comes around the corner and I wave to him and then gesture towards him to the woman in the car who's now put her window back up to ignore me. I put on my best customer service smile and wave at her through the window. She puts it down halfway and angrily shouts, what? By now, the truck has pulled up alongside her car and I politely ask her again with a stronger tone of voice to move her vehicle, reminding her that she's illegally parked in a tow away zone. Then she gives me this wonderful idea. She says, can't you guys just unload around me? Jesus, it's not that hard. I give her another smile and walk away. A brilliant plan forming in my head. I instruct the delivery driver to park as closely to her as possible and block her in with the porta potty that is at one end of our reserve spots and the parked car that is parked just adjacent to our spots on the other end. He smiles because he immediately gets what I'm trying to do and proceeds to expertly block this lady and her car into a little two parking spot jail. We unstrap the lumber and my guys begin humping material up the hill. Meanwhile, I call the police parking enforcement to let them know the situation. At this point in time, I wasn't trying to get her in trouble. I just wanted a record of why we were blocking part of the street so that we don't get in trouble with the city. The very friendly traffic officer lets me know that she can be there in about 30 minutes and deal with the situation for me. Wonderful. As we continue to unload lumber, the child of the parent shows up. And wouldn't you know it, mum is just now realizing that the lumber truck is parked so close that she can't get out of her driver door to meet her kid. She awkwardly clambers across the inside of her car and stumbles out the passenger door, shooting glaring looks at me and the truck driver in the process. She loads her kid into the back and then begins to realize that she has no way of leaving. She comes storming up to myself and the driver and states, I'm in a big hurry. You need to move your dang truck right now so I can go. Before I can respond, the driver gets a grin on his face and says, Mom, in order to unload the lumber on the truck, we had to unstrap it. And per our company policy, I'm not allowed to move the truck with any unsecured load on it. Sorry. This sends her into near aneurysm levels of blood pressure. Meanwhile, I can barely contain my laughter. Screw your policy. I have somewhere to be. She barks back at him. 
At this point, with impeccably convenient timing, the parking enforcement officer shows up and parks behind the truck. She doesn't see the officer arrive, and while the officer is still getting out of her vehicle, I just casually say, can't you just pull out around it? It's not that hard. With the biggest poop-eating grin I've ever had, I watch as she realizes that I just used her line on her. Screw you, she yells, and storms back to her car, and angrily clambers back in through the passenger door and into the driver's seats. At this point, the officer is walking up to myself and the driver, but before she can even introduce herself, the mum in the car slams it into reverse and stomps on the gas, crashing into our porta potty and knocking it over. Then she throws the car into drive and tries to mount the curb and drive on the sidewalk. The officer, driver, and I are staring in disbelief as she gets halfway over the curb and gets stuck. I can hear her screaming obscenities over the idling truck from inside her car. The officer promptly walks up to the door of the car and orders her out. My favorite part of the entire thing is watching her face go to shock as she realized she just did all of that in front of a police officer. She gets slapped in cuffs as the parking officer calls for a second unit and she's promptly sat on the very curb she tried to drive over. She sits on the curb yelling to the now two officers about how we told her she could stay there and that we never asked her to move. The traffic officer responds that she was the one who was originally called when she first refused to move and that she already knows what's going on. While myself and the driver are giving a report to the second officer, my guys finish moving the remainder of the lumber and the driver finishes his statement and takes off to go back to the yard. By the end of the ordeal, she was arrested, charged with child endangerment. Her kid was in the back of the car the whole time. Reckless driving, destruction of property, the porta potty, and driving on a suspended license. On top of all of that, she also got her car towed. The kid went home with his grandma, and she went to spend some quality time in a cell. I never expected her to actually heed my advice to just pull out around it, but I think next time she'll probably think twice about parking in a tow away zone if she ever gets a license again. And there we go, guys. Hopefully you now see why this is one of my favorite stories that has ever been posted on Reddit. I mean, that's just brilliant. I just got the picture of her in my head. Her in her car, just completely sandwiched in. Just beautiful, beautiful stuff. And ultimately, if she just followed the rules and not parked somewhere that literally says no parking, none of this would have happened. Completely her fault. What you guys did was not illegal. I mean, she literally said, can't you just unload around me? You did just that. Fine with me. And uh, yeah, I mean, I do feel for her kid because, yeah, reversing into a portaloo and then trying to smash through a curb and maybe through the van as well. I don't know, through the lorry. Pretty dangerous stuff. I was a bit surprised when I saw that charge, child endangerment. But then thinking about it, it makes complete sense. And uh, yeah, hope the kid's all right. What's amazing about this story is that in every single paragraph, there was a moment in which this Karen could easily have just been like, okay, you know what? I'm done. I've made mistakes here. I apologize. Not even apologize. Just say, fine, I was wrong. And just move or continue on with her day and not cause this terrible outcome. Every single moment, though, that she was offered that chance, and you offered her multiple, OP, she said, you know what? No, I'm doubling down. I'm going again. And she kept making the story and her situation and her kid's situation, sadly, worse and worse at every moment. That is the problem with these people. They have chances to get out of it. It starts off pretty chill. Please, can you just move out of the spot? It's no parking. Oh, yeah, annoying for me because I would like to pick up my kid, but I'll do it. You have another chance. We're not going to go to the police. Just please move. Oh, we can load around you. Are you 100% sure? You see what I mean? At every moment, she could have just said, you know what? You're right. I'm gone. But she didn't. 
and that was her own downfall. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of r slash nuclear revenge. Really hope you did enjoy this one. If you did, drop a comment down below. Let me know out of these two stories, which one you preferred. If you're new to the channel, hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button, hit the like button. And in that way, you'll be notified whenever I post a new episode. With that all being said, guys, I will see you tomorrow with some more phenomenal Reddit stories. Have a good rest of your day.